Hey. Hey. Hey, how are you? I'm good. And you? I'm great. Welcome to We're Off Topic. I am Sarah. And I'm Ashley. I almost said I was Ashley, but I'm yeah. not. I'm yeah. Sarah. <laughs> you are Sarah. I'm, I'm Sarah. We're your hosts of We're Off Topic. And We're Off Topic is a podcast for women by women. We talk about things, everything from everyday life to parenthood, friendships, marriage life, you know, whatever, just whatever is bugging us at life the moment. Life in general. Life in general, yeah. We appreciate you joining us today. So um, grab your beverage of choice. Settle in. Get comfy. Thanks for listening. And don't mind all our giggles. Hey. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey. What you drinking today? I'm actually not so healthy drink. Should we do a Starbucks plug? It's not an ad. So. Not an ad. It's not an ad. It's Starbucks, though. It is. They don't need our help. <laughs> it, no, it isn't. They do not. They do not need our help. They may not want our help. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you listen to this podcast. Right. What you got, girl? What you drinking? So, actually, um, thanks to you, I'm drinking a... Um, tall caramel tall coffee With extra ass. Uh, extra ass. <laughs> extra ass. <laughs> extra ice. ice. and two shots of espresso. So, bear with us, folks. It could the... be along for the ride. I hope that, yeah, it's this double. Okay. Yeah, it does. Mine's a strawberry acai refresher with lemonade, light ice. No no strawberries. It's very particular. But yeah, hey. Super bougie. It is. It's basically juice. <laughs> For six bucks. A bit healthier. A little bit, maybe? Maybe. I don't know. Well, I drink it all through pregnancies. So, you know, hey. So, uh, what do you want to talk about today? So, well, the topic I'd love to discuss today in mommies, I know that you all can relate to this, is um, breastfeeding versus not breastfeeding the guilt that comes with doing one or the other or not doing one or the other Mm -hmm. yeah so I know I said this to Ashley before we started recording and I wish I had waited because her face and response was pure gold but um anyone who knows me personally knows that I breastfed both of my kids um and Friday this past week was 2,000 days of breastfeeding. Now you might ask, why did I know it was 2,000 days? Um, (laughs) I'm in a Facebook group of um, breastfeeding older kids, I think is what it's called, but it's basically for kids over one. Um, It's a support group, and someone had randomly said that that was their 2,000 days, and I was like, how many days is 2,000, like how many, like how long is that? Because 2,000 days, you know, there's 365 days in a year, so I did the math, and I was like, oh my gosh, my 2,000 days is coming up because it's been five and a half years. And um, yeah, you heard that, five and a half years. I breastfed my oldest till she was three and a half. Um, and my youngest is still nursing. He's two and a half. But when he was born, there were six months of tandem nursing, which I was very scared of before having him because I didn't really know like how that worked. Like, ha- like logistically, how do you position and... It turns out it was not for me. <laughs> <So> <laughs> it was it was very stressful. It was very stressful. I mean, there it was cute when it happened, but then like when it was not happening and they both wanted to nurse, it was just it was stressful. And I actually had postpartum depression with Aubrey and not so much with Jeremy. But I want to back up for just one second because I know um, before you were pregnant with baby one. Or as when you were pregnant, when you were first pregnant, mm-hmm. we discussed nursing. Yeah, I thought it was gross. And you were totally against it. Totally against it. I had a few friends that nursed, and I had actually been exposed like to nursing. It sounds like exposed like in a bad way, but exposed like I had. 
if you have not been around people who breastfeed, it's very weird to you. And I hadn't been around it. My sister-in-law breastfed, my best friend breastfed, my mom nursed my brother, my oldest brother, but not me and my younger brother. And so, um, it wasn't really a topic. Like I had kind of talked to my mom about it vaguely and I don't even remember any conversations, but I thought it was gross. And then when I started looking into formula, I got so overwhelmed by the different types of formula and like how that worked and all this stuff. And my best friend was like, just try it. Just try it. And I was like, fine, I'll do it for two weeks and then I'll pump. I'll be an exclusive pumper. And I have to say, though, whenever we were talking about it, you, I, I feel like you kind of, you even experienced a pre-mom guilt then because you had friends that did nurse. Yeah, a little bit. And you were um, so anti-nursing at the time. Yeah. Not- I mean, I, I literally thought it was, like, gross. And I'm like, how do you do that? Like, you use your boobs for, like, fun time. This you know, is- like... Right, it's part of my body. This is my body. Yeah, I thought it was super gross. And, you know, that was just lack of education, Mm -hmm. lack of exposure, lack of experience. But the moment I nursed my daughter in the hospital, I mean, I literally burst into tears. And I was like, I get it. I never had that... um, Some moms will talk about this great bond that they have with their kids when they nurse. I never really had that with my daughter. Um, I loved doing it. She loved nursing. Um, you know, it was good for her when she was sad or hurt or sleepy, whatever. But with my son, I have that. He looks in my eyes. And if I'm not looking at him, he'll grab my face. So I look at him. It's going to be really hard to wean him. It is, girl. <laughs> I'm starting the process because I'm, I'm done. So what you would say for advice in regards, because I think this is very, um, it's an interesting topic for me because I, on the other hand, did not nurse my children, mm-hmm. um, not for lack of trying, because I certainly did, but unfortunately, well, well, let me back up. With the first one, I did not. I was anti-nursing, and I know mamas out there, and please feel free to send in your comments about this, because <laughs> I know it's a very... Uh, please no hate mail, though. Um, Just it's a hot kind. topic. Um, yeah, don't hate us for what we're talking about, because, you know, at the end of the day, it's just our opinion, right? Um, we're not judge. We're not here to judge whether you nurse, you don't nurse. It's your prerogative. But with my first one, I did not. I was anti-nursing. I think lack of education had a lot to do with it. Um, I was also a young mommy. And then with my second and my third, I certainly tried. And I was very unsuccessful, sadly. So for, for you, you would say, what would your advice be to, for someone to me, like me, that's trying, but is just really having a hard time and struggling. So the misconception is that it's easy mm-hmm. because it's natural. Okay. It's not, and it sucks, period. Like, you either, like, I don't know a single person in all the groups that I'm in on Facebook or personal that have said breastfeeding was easy and I didn't have to work at it at all. You're either an overproducer, an underproducer, a just enough producer. Like The cracked nipples are just amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've had mastitis. I've had um, thrush. Oh, I will take mastitis over thrush any freaking day. Thrush is horrendous, and it's so hard to get rid of. I've had cracked nipples. I've had bleeding nipples. I've had... I was an overproducer with both kids for like the first month, which is extremely normal because your body is trying to like regulate and figure out how much you need. But my entire pregnancy with my daughter, pregnancy, maternity, my first year, gosh, Sarah. Okay, I'm not going to lie when you said regulate. All I can think of is regulators mount up. It was a cold, dark night. I don't know what that no. is. No? No. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> 
so um, <laughs> it's a song, and I just butchered the hell out of it. But that was hilarious. Forgive me. <laughs> I don't want to come back to that. But the whole first year after I had my daughter, I produced just enough milk at work for her bottles for the next day. I never had that huge stash. Because I had this misconception that it was going to be easy. And so I remember even, you know, her first two weeks at home, it's like three in the morning and I'm bawling because it hurt so bad, which I learned later, pain is not normal. If there's pain, you need to look for a lip tie, a tongue tie, or check your latch. Not yours, but the baby's latch, obviously. But um, Aubrey had a, a lip tie and we didn't know it. And by the time we found it, she was... Okay, what the hell was that? What is a lip tie? It's this little, like, I think it's called a frenulum. It's like the skin okay. that attaches your lip to your gum. And then underneath your tongue, there's one. And both of those will cause issues with latching. Um, the shape of your boob, the shape of your nipple. If you're too full, all of those things will cause issues with latching. Um, and so sometimes right after she was born, I was like engorged all the time. And what I should have done is started pumping right away. Um, which isn't usually advised because you turn into an overproduction. I would rather have an overproduction problem Mm -hmm, and share my mm -hmm. liquid gold with people who can't make it than not have enough because that stress was horrible. And then, uh, I mean, to be honest, the the advice that I would give that you asked is that set your expectations low because it's, there are so many different ways that you can nurse without, I don't, I don't know everybody has different achievements. Like I thought I'd be able to nurse and pump and she could have milk and from a bottle and nurse whenever I wanted. And it was, it was not that easy. She could bathe in breast milk. If right? she wanted to. She, I um, thought it was going to be easy. Supply but no. so much. So I beat myself up, beat myself up because I didn't make pumping for a year. I stopped like a month before she turned one and I had so much guilt over it for like, who set that goal? Nobody. I just had this weird it's an unspoken goal, like that I had to do it for a year. But she still nursed till she. But was... But did you feel that that was also? Um, I felt like a failure if I didn't do it. If do, I didn't pump for do a year. Do you feel that that was more of like an unspoken um, thing amongst moms? Like no, I mean I guess so. In my head, I felt like I had to do it for a year, and I don't know why. I don't know where I got that. I heard nobody say it. Okay. Nobody said that. Like no, and I'm like, why is it such a big deal for me to pump for a year when, at that point, she's starting to eat real food like solids. Um, you know, I had some milk at home. She could have it a sippy cup. She was still nursing before I went to work. When I got home from work, it was such a stupid, what's the word I'm trying to like expectation of myself that was wasn't necessary. Yeah. And then, um, my my first goal when I first had my daughter was two weeks. And then, okay, I hit two weeks. Okay, I'm going to try to make it a month. Okay, then after a month, I was like, okay, I'm going to try to make it three months. Okay, so I'm going to stop you right there. So those are really, that's a really smart way of... Um, I, I hated it, kind of, so I had to make you, small goals. Like, to me, I think that that would have... I think that would set mommies up, up more for success... To have short-term than goals. Than to have the short-term goals yeah. of... That's a great... That That's actually a real, some really yeah. great advice, Sarah, because I don't think I would have... I never thought of it that way. Well, I mean, I, I loved it, but I hated it because it hurt. And I, I, I had such bad postpartum depression that I didn't know at the time when I had my daughter because um, my mom had died while I was six months pregnant, right? And it was two weeks for my baby shower, so she never got to see me pregnant. So my whole pregnancy, like not my whole pregnancy, six months on, 
I had to try to keep that pain under wraps because I was scared I would go into labor. And then after she was born, I wouldn't let anyone take care of her. I I mean, I didn't trust my husband alone with her. Like, not that he didn't do anything to make me think that. He was excited. But I kind of, my depression stole that from him because right. I... I You're very let, helicopter mommy. Oh, and I still am, but I'm trying to let it go because they got to get hurt. They got to learn things. Actually, I want to come back to the helicopter mommy thing because something <laughs> happened yesterday that I just, I'm beaming over. But um, it's now kind of <sighs> kicking back in my face because I have that bond with the kids and, you know, Jeremy's trying to develop that bond. I mean, he's got it more so with my son because I was like, here's your kid. <laughs> So do you feel like you didn't allow that bond to take yeah. place? Yeah, I kind because of, away. okay. So I want to go back to something. I really couldn't fun. breathe if I wasn't holding her. Was the okay, okay, I can relate to that because I certainly was that way with our youngest. Like I literally was like, yeah, give me my baby back. Yeah, my baby back. My baby give baby back. back, baby back. <laughs> but yeah, the small goals are what helped me. Which is funny because you'd think I'd apply that to life in other ways. Like, okay, just lose one pound. Okay, just lose two. Because I. I, I'm overweight and you know I'm proud of my body but it hurts so okay can we just also stop and just say, focus on one topic no <laughs> <laughs> hence to why we're off topic it, it we, we will circle back around ladies and gents but it may take a minute or non-gents. two um or non-gents <laughs> I just, why did I say ladies and gents I mean if your husband wants to listen or your partner is more than welcome to I my mean my husband doesn't listen I told um, he's not allowed you know, mine de- did listen to an episode, and he was, I'm glad it, it actually gave me some some um, confidence in myself, because before I let him listen to it, I was incredibly nervous and was like, oh my gosh, she's going to hate it. My husband will think I'm insane, more so, than I am. Well, I was about to say, my husband already knows I'm not borderline, so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. I might let him listen. We'll see. But, but yeah. um. Hey, maybe, maybe we'll do some things for my marriage to let him hear things from my perspective where he can't interrupt, 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 interject, <laughs> interrupt and interject. Uh. Okay. So I just want to say though, 2000 days, which folks, if you saw my face, it was a, her jaw hit the floor. It she was could, a holy shit speechless. moment. Excuse yeah. my language. You were speechless. I was speechless in a positive way in, in a, in a surprising way. Yeah. Positive way, like huge pat on the back. Well, because it's no shock. To, you know, I've been breastfeeding. So yeah. it's not like a surprise. It's not yeah. a surprise, but putting a, a cum, you know, a cumulative of 2000, days, a, 2000 lot. Is a lot of days. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of days that your body has not been your own. Mm-mm. So like the, overweight which I don't necessarily I, I think you're beautiful and don't think that you're oh, overweight you. at all but I don't think Say that's that my back when <laughs> my lower back and my neck <laughs> uh, my lower back's like give me a break woman <laughs> <laughs> but which actually has more to do with my diocese erectile than anything else but whatever if, you, if you've had kids you can relate the diastasis erectile is a bitch to get back or fix or whatever a lot of, what is it? Um, Kegels. Kegels. Well, actually, no. I thought so. No. We can do a whole episode on that. But if you have diastasis recti, if you pee when you jump, do jump jacks, look into pelvic floor therapy. That can be a whole other topic. Yeah. Because, girl, let me tell you, I need to get back to it because COVID and I got sick and all that stuff. We couldn't do it. But, but anyway, it works. Okay. I love it. Anyway, yeah, back to 2000 days. Yeah. So, in your spare time, it isn't like you have time to yourself because you're busy nursing. Well, as a mom, I don't have spare time Well, in general, but, um, I don't know how the mom, actually one of my husband's cousins, I've twice now seen her, the babies were small, so I don't know if she did it as they got older, 
And I've seen it in stores where moms walk around, like, holding their baby while they're nursing. I never mastered that. Never. I had to sit. Um, And so my husband, I think, sometimes... And this is where the disconnect comes, because when I'm sitting down nursing, he's up having to do something with the kids, right? Or the other kid. But... Or cook dinner, or whatever it is. Um, And so he doesn't get a chance to sit down, and he looks at nursing sometimes as a chance to relax, because I'm able to sit and rest my legs. But I'm not relaxing because I'm sitting upright in a certain position. Like, I can't just lean back. Well, now I can't. I, I never thought down. of another human being... I was going to say sucking on my... <laughs> <laughs> that is so inappropriate. <laughs> I've never awesome. thought of a little human mm-hmm. um, nursing. It, it isn't the least bit relaxing. And maybe some moms find it relaxing. It it's not it's not to me so your body produces a hormone early on especially that um when you nurse it makes the baby sleepy and um i felt it more so with my first than my second the first like six or eight weeks i'd pass out every time nursing with her because your body develop you know it's producing that hormone it makes you sleepy so i slept a lot when she was first born god i but to me, that it's sleepiness and and relaxing are two totally different things. To Very me. true. Well, I learned I mastered side nursing, um, and now my boobs are so big I can just lay on my back and he can lay on his side and nurse. <laughs> <laughs> if you've nursed multiple children, you're very aware of this uh, phenomenon. I'm sure they'll sh- shrivel up when I'm done, but um, elasticity becomes a thing. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's definitely. Um, the, the more you nurse, the, the, yeah, I don't really want to go into all that because that's really just TMI and gross, but hopefully nobody to spit out tea or coffee while I said that. But, um, you know, it's, you figure out ways that work for you. I developed a lot of knots in my back nursing my daughter because I sat upright and my shoulders were forward and I had to, um, I had multiple massages to try to work that out and I, it, it, it didn't go away until I got uh, more comfortable laying down with her. Um, my son, you know, we just learned a little side nurse anyway. That's way off topic, but yeah, 2000 days. I am celebrating with ice cream and you know, I, it sounds like I'm saying like, it's no big deal. It was, it was hard. It was it, hard. I, no, I, I don't, you, well, you make it sound effortless for sure, but I know I can say I've been there every step of the way and it has not been the easiest thing in the world and you know to be honest so with my daughter it was like I said two weeks three months six months nine months I mean I did in small increments as like once I got to a year I don't care when we stop um which was dumb because I went to three and a half which you know kudos to there's moms who are still nursing their five six year olds like the longer you nurse the longer your body isn't yours so that's why I say like that was a crazy just whatever my goal with my son was to two years because um, the WHO, the World Health Organization, I could be making that up, but the WHO recommends doing it to two. Okay. So once I got to two, I was like, whatever. Now my goal is I'm going to wean by three because we're done having kids and I'm ready for my body. Yeah, you're ready and, for your body to be your body yeah. again. But by three, he has started to learn to regulate his emotions. So his birthday's in August, so that's my goal. Okay. We'll see. So a huge pat on the back. Because seriously, that, that is, it is a, that's not, that's not easy. No. I unfortunately was not able to, to nurse. Uh, I tried and tried and it just would not work. So I became the mom that, they had the mom guilt mm-hmm. of, which we're going to talk about mom guilt a lot on we're off topic because I think that society has 
we put a lot of pressure on ourselves mm-hmm. um, and a lot of expectations. Just like you said, you had these expectations that... I had to pump for a year for some stupid reason. Yeah, for whatever I reason. Cried. I cried for days over it. And then I was like, wait a minute. Why, why do I care? She's still getting it. <laughs> but I do want to tell you that now that I've breastfed for this long, I can say this. That there is a pro to having formula. So if you do have to make that choice where you have to do formula. And I'm, I'm absolutely pro breastfeeding. One of the pros to formula is someone else can feed your baby. Yes. You can get a break. Right. Now, I can pump and, like, put it in a bottle. But here's the thing. When you are breastfeeding, if you skip a nursing session, so someone gives your baby a bottle, you still have to pump. Right, right. You can't miss a session. Like, you don't really, truly get that break. Right. Like, that's not how that works. Right. You still, because you'll start drying up. It's supply and demand. And what a lot of people also think that when they dry up, quote unquote, they have no milk left. Like how firm or full your breasts feel is not an indicator to how much milk you have. How much you pump is not an indicator. You never really truly run out. There are moms who haven't breastfed in two years who still have milk, who are mm-hmm. still lactating mm-hmm. and you can relactate. Mm-hmm. So there's this misconception that we've dried up, but what you also have to remember is even a drop or two, like it comes out very, very slowly. So even if you feel like you've dried up and it doesn't hurt because dry nursing does hurt, that happens mm-hmm. when you're pregnant. Mm-hmm. Even if you're quote unquote dried up, like um, you said, someone thought they, you knew someone that is breast, I can't remember who you said it was. Oh, my niece. Oh, okay. Um, sorry. But she thought she might have dried up or thinks she has. Even just the simple act of allowing the baby to latch and nurse is good for their emotional well-being and their mental like mental health as a newborn but it still has a connection Mm -hmm. more than a bottle does because it's also skin to skin and it's close in comfort and they smell you so there's lots of goodness as long as it doesn't hurt to just let them continue Mm -hmm. dry nursing through a pregnancy sucks mother of god it's awful so what if you i mean and i don't know you know we talked briefly about my niece and she is, shout out to her, I have to say, because she's an amazing mommy. Um, she's an adorable mommy. She is an adorable mommy. And she's got an adorable baby girl. Um, and, but she, and I don't know all the specifics, but she was nursing things I think were going well. And I think things, she ended up having to start substituting because she wasn't producing enough. Um, so on and so forth. Well, now she's chosen to go full formula, mm-hmm. which you know, is I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little bit envious of some friends that have done that because I'm sitting here stuck in like a bed nursing mm-hmm. my newborn and mm-hmm. they're able to take a hot shower. Right. Take a bath. Right. You know, wear clothing that isn't accessible. And do you, as a nursing mom, look at someone like that and say, Wow, they're being selfish? Nope. Okay. And explain to me why. So as much as I am pro breastfeeding, I believe that nursing is only as good as both mom and baby are happy. Okay. Formula exists for a reason. Whether you did want to breastfeed, didn't want to breastfeed, couldn't breastfeed, doesn't really matter. It's there. It's an option. You're not letting your baby starve. Right. And you have other ways of providing love and care to your baby than just breastfeeding. Breastfeeding is, is wonderful and healthy, but there are other options. Like... There's nothing wrong with formula feeding. Okay. And there's nothing wrong with not wanting to breastfeed and choosing straight formula at the hospital. I mean, there's a reason it exists. And there's so many different kinds. Like, it's just... And yeah. do you, I, I, I love hearing that perspective from you, Sarah, because I, I 
again, this is a, a podcast for mommies and our goal is to, um, be as non, non-judgmental as possible. Um, to be honest, the only moms I've ever judged who didn't breastfeed were the ones who said that it wasn't worth it. Who's not like not worth it, but the ones who have said there's no benefit to breastfeeding. And that's, I wouldn't say I judge them, but I'm just like, that's lack of education. But I a hundred percent kudos to moms who tried to breastfeed, couldn't, didn't, whatever, and end up going to formula, I 100% support that decision, mm-hmm, especially mm-hmm. if it was because of mental health mm-hmm. or they need to take a medicine for their mental health and they didn't feel comfortable. 100% support that. So I know we're, we're a little long into our podcast because we <laughs> try okay. to keep these a little shorter than this, it's all right. it's okay. but do we want to go into postpartum or do we want that to be a second, an additional segment? Because... Probably its own because there's signs and things that you can do. Okay. There's a lot to go into that. I had, it was bad the first two years after my daughter was born. So okay. I'd like to probably make that another episode. I think so too. And I think it's important for it to be its own. Yeah. Um, because there is a lot to, do, to, a lot of things to talk about. Um, I will say before we finish this one, if you are breastfeeding or think you may want to, um, if you're pregnant now or going to be pregnant, and you don't have a good support system at home, you need to find one. There are breastfeeding support groups on Facebook. There are usually ones at hospitals. There's usually, um, like the hospital that I delivered at has its own center for breastfeeding that you can go in and get advice on latch and they'll weigh the baby before and after and just kind of make sure that everything is going well. It's just a really good resource. But there's also breastfeeding groups that you can go meet in person. They're usually associated with hospitals that will... Um, it's, it's like a support group. You go in and you nurse your baby okay. in a group is really what it's for. But if you call like your local hospital and you ask if they have um, a lactation consultant you can talk to, they can usually give you resources. The number one reason I was able to be as, success, as successful as I was is because my husband was supportive of it. At first, he and I were both like, okay, it's kind of weird before she was born. It's kind of weird, whatever, we'll figure it out. But he paid so much attention in the hospital to how her head was supposed to be, how my arms were supposed to be. And for like the first two weeks, he would hand her to me and like position my arms, position her head. He would grab my boob. Like he would do everything. Um, drink lots of water. Lot, you, there's a thirst you will never experience in your life. Yeah. Then that first month you're breastfeeding. It is, and it's the moment they start breastfeeding, you're like, <laughs> when's the last time I had water? Um, but if you have anyone at home that is not supportive or doesn't understand your goal, they need to just keep their mouth shut because that negative nace that you don't need to hear that and it will get into your head. I have a lot of friends that are like um, their spouse or like their mother was like, why are you even trying? Just do formula. It's fine. But if you want to breastfeed, they need to say positive things. Even if they don't agree, if they don't have anything positive to say, they need to shut their mouth. Also a basket that you keep near you, whatever you nurse Hair ties, hand sanitizers, wipes, tissues, snacks, bottles of That's water. That's great advice. I had um, the wisps, those little toothbrush things that you could disposable. My teeth were never cleaner than I was the first like six months I was. <laughs> you just kept using your wisps. I never brought in six months. I mean like my first six weeks. Yeah, I used those constantly because I was just sitting there and so I'd brush my teeth like 12 times a day. But um, I would breastfeed in the same spot, which is always in my bedroom. And I'd always have that basket next to me and it had diapers and wipes too and it was my little basket. And if I ever did it somewhere else, my husband would just bring it to where I was. 
And it's just... So the key takeaways here are surround yourself with people that support your decision, Mm -hmm. regardless if they agree with it or not. Yeah, and having things for them to say if they want to help. um, The question is, how can I help? What can I get you? Here is your water. Don't ask if you need water. Here is your water. Those are all things you can tell them ahead of time to say. Yeah. And if you do have, I've unfortunately seen in my breastfeeding groups where the husbands were just like, it's disgusting. You're sexualizing our child. I've seen horrible things that people have said. Really? I've been very, very lucky and I have not had anything of that nature said to me um, ever by anyone I know or a stranger. Um, I've been very, very lucky. A lot of moms are not as lucky. Um that's when it's really important that you find that support group on Facebook and like maybe a hospital group. They usually meet two or three times a week um, and they will help boost your confidence. Um, but the, the biggest takeaway is it's okay to not know what you're doing. It's okay to hate it, but want to keep doing it. I mean, there's, there's so much to breastfeed. Okay. I just love that you said it's okay to hate it. There are okay, but want to keep doing it. I cannot remember the name of what it's called. And my friend, one of my best friends is going to kill me if she hears this episode because I know she's got it. I think it's called DMER, DEMER, I think is what people call it. It's an actually, it's a condition that when you breastfeed, you develop this hormone. Some women like want to burst into tears. Some women develop anger and just like literally want to throw their baby across the room. It's a weird um, hormone. I forget what it's called, but it's just, it's a condition. It's a real condition that if you have... An overwhelming feeling of sadness or anger when you breastfeed. Talk to your doctor about DEMER. I'm pretty okay. positive it's D-M-E-R. Um, and depending on the severity, you may or may not be able to breastfeed because it does develop those feelings of anger and resentment towards your baby. Okay. And that's not good. But it's helpful to know that it's okay to have weird feelings when you're breastfeeding. Okay. And so the, and it's normal. Normal. Absolutely normal. To be like, this is frustrating oh, and yeah. I'm, I don't want to do it, but I'm going to continue to do Take it. Take it one day at a time. Okay. Especially those first few months because your body is regulating. You just had a baby. That's another thing. You just had a baby. Your hormones are everywhere and are you're tired and your your uterus is shrinking because you're nursing. Those contractions are, are normal. Are still happening. Yes. Your dog too did. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, my dog did too. <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, no, it's totally normal to feel like it's it's overwhelming. Just take it one day at a time. Don't think too far ahead. Find those groups on Facebook. Those are going to be huge, especially because these women, most of them, have been doing it forever. I should join one of those groups and be helpful. You should. You would be amazing. And I have to say, um, I wasn't comfortable at talking to, I had a good support system. Like my family was a great support system um, and they encouraged it. And, and then when I chose not to do it, they, they were okay with that. But I wasn't comfortable of being open with why I didn't want to do it or why I couldn't do it. So I would say the other advice it's nobody's business, to it's, be honest. Well, but, it, but find those people that you can talk to mm. um, about it. Mm-hmm. and That's true, because I didn't want to talk about why. Because people that were asking me about it breastfed. But my best friend that said, um, just try it. She wasn't able to produce enough. And she was like, listen, I know you think the X, Y, and Z, but just give it a go. Mm-hmm. And that actually took a lot of pressure off me because I was like four months pregnant, overwhelmed by formula for a baby that wasn't even born yet. You're right, you're right. And so that's when she was like, just give it a try. And I was like, and so I stupidly went into the hospital with 
no idea what to expect. I didn't read a single book. I didn't read a, read a single article. I was like, I don't know, I'll figure it out as I go. <laughs> and so when the hospital lactation consultant was like, do you want some help? And I was like, um, yeah, I, what do I do? No, actually it was my son because I was still breastfeeding my daughter. The lactation consultant came in and was like, do you need help? And I was like, no. And the nurse was like, oh no, she's fine. She's breastfeeding a toddler at home. And the, the consultant just left. And I actually got to leave the hospital after 24 hours because they're like, you obviously know what you're doing. You know how to make sure a baby latches on. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I'm good. He's fine. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm glad we talked about this because I've been wanting too. to talk about it for a while. And I'm sorry it got a little bit graphic about my boobs back there. You know. That's <laughs> <laughs> part of life. If you've been breastfeeding babies, you That's are right. very aware of what your boobs do. And if you've never breastfed a baby and it's your first time. Don't let it scare you. Don't let it scare you. But <laughs> they n- bounce back. But they, <laughs> it's like a year or two after you stop breastfeeding. But yeah, they bounce but they, back. I can tell you from experience they do bounce back. Um, but, well, this has been great. Sure, we girl. Dog, I know. I know. Dude, it's a boy. It, yeah. you Boxer. <laughs> hey, I tell you what, guys. Um having a boxer is not for the faint at heart. Obviously. I mean, they're very loving, but they, their toots are <laughs> I love covering my terrible. So, um, all right, we're going to go. All right. Bye. Well, thanks so much guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us today. We would appreciate having you here. If you could take a minute to rate and review us wherever you listen, we would, I said appreciate already, but we would, we'd really appreciate it. Yeah. And we'd also love to hear from you. If you have a comment on a topic that was discussed or have a topic you would like to hear us discuss on We're Off Topic, please email us at we'reofftopic at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on Instagram. We post occasionally. (laughs) We we post. We post there. But we'd like it if you uh, followed us there, too. But thanks for coming. Thanks for joining. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Bye. Talk to you soon. Bye. (laughs)